We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Bardwell. To hear more, please use our media player at PCAChurch.com and join us every Sunday at 1030 at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City. Now join us for the following message. And I'll give you a little bit of time. I want you to dig around in your wallet and your purse, and we're not taking up another offering. And it's not, don't, don't freak out. That's not what I'm doing. Anyway, but a wallet and your purse and, bring, and get an ID badge. If you've got some kind of ID, driver's license, work ID, college ID, anything like that, find it. Find it for me. I'm not taking a collection of those either. You're going to be okay. Everybody got one? Okay, if you got one, hold it up. Okay, let's see. Let me see it. Da, 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 da. Perfect. Okay, you did a good job. All right, you can put them back now. So, I only did that because I want you to kind of like have that in mind when I get to the middle part of my sermon. It's not even in the beginning part. So you're, you're probably going to be thinking, when's he getting to the middle? <laughs> but anyway, um, okay. something to look forward to. Okay, so. <laughs> but everybody had one of those little ID badges, right, pretty much? And the thing about an ID badge is it, is, it shows your identity based on the person that issued it. The place that gave it to you says who you are to them. The state of Oklahoma, the public education system, the college system, your workplace, whatever it is, they determine, they give you the identity of this is who you are based on what we say. So I want you to remember that. Today's message is called Show Your ID. Okay, now if everybody would stand with me for the reading of God's Word. We're going to read out of Psalm 1. And we're going to read the whole chapter. Here we go. Everybody there? Oh, and I, I owe you an apology. Typically for pastor's messages, I put like the little uh, notes on um, you version. I didn't do that this morning. I'm sorry. So, because this is the only scripture. So, anyway, so anyway, follow along. Here we go. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree. Planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers, not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. Dear Lord, we love you and we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that your word it can be applied in each of our lives and you do your work. I pray, dear Lord, that you will bless every person here, Lord, and that you'll help them to hear what your word has to speak to them. In Jesus' name, amen. You want to have a seat. Okay, so like I said, the Lord reminded me, hey, approach this with doing your very best for bringing my word to folks. And so I thought, okay, what, what really is God speaking to me at this moment, like right now? And so I was thinking about some things that I had been thinking about when it comes to um, people's identity. Because you see a lot of people saying, I'm this and I'm that, and I identify as this or that. And I was like, 
Okay, I was thinking along those lines. And then I also, Heather, has been working on a Bible study. And every morning for the first five minutes of the morning, she takes time to uh, be in the Lord's Word. And this particular study happens in Psalms. And so she's been doing that. And then on the weekend, her little group of people get an audio clip. And this audio clip is two ladies like having an interview conversation. And they discuss and go back over what has happened during the week uh, as far as the study is concerned. Now, I've heard one, one other time, and it was okay, but I was like, oh, this lady's never going to get to the point. Come on. And so, <laughs> uh, but this time when I heard it, it was really, really good. And I didn't feel like, oh, she's taking forever. And so I was tuned in and I listened. And it was excellent. And it got me to thinking and it resonated with me in different areas of my life. Same word, same scripture, but applied in different parts of my life. And I was like, man, there's not another book out there can do that. This is God's living word. And then I started thinking, you know what? It does that to the people that sit in the congregation. I can come up here and speak this today and every one of you will interpret or have something about it that will resonate with you differently. And God will apply it in your life through his Holy Spirit differently. And that's incredible. That is an awesome thing. And so he just reminded me, listen, it's your job to study this and to get it ready and to say it. And it's their job to receive it and apply it. Okay? Now, some of you have already shut down. I, I want to encourage you to not do that. I know some of you have because some of you are like, I was not Pastor Bardwell. Next week, next week. Okay. And then there's others of you that are like, okay, that guy is going to do something goofy. <laughs> and I don't know if I can listen to a goofy person. Okay. Some of you aren't thinking that. And then there's others of you that are like, I've never seen this person before. I don't know who you are. Hey, listen, I'm usually the person that's up there flipping switches <coughs> or back there with your kids sometimes in kids' church. So if you're new here, I'm the media slash kids coordinator. And um, sometimes I get the privilege to stand up here and preach God's word. But the thing about it is, is that no matter uh, how it resonates within you or how it applied in my life and those different things, it all came back to the exact same resolution. Here it is. God's in control. Let him have control of it. And it won't control you. That's it. All of it. He's in control. And let him have control of your life. And that mess. And that stuff. And that sin. And that thing. And that situation. And that circumstance. Whatever it is. Will not control you. If you let him have control. You break any scripture down you want to. You can break any of it down. And it all kind of comes back to that. He's saying I'm in control. Let me have control. But hey, you are a free will agent and you decide. So this morning, you decide, am I going to get something out of this message or am I going to stay, you know, like, nope. <laughs> okay, it's up to you. Okay, just letting you know that right off of that. We'll go back to this first scripture, though. It says, blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked. Now, sometimes people read this and they say, 
saying that I shouldn't be around the wicked. No. Because if that was the case, you couldn't come to church. <laughs> okay. Sorry. But <laughs> that's just how it is. There's sometimes when there's people that are wicked that's going to be around you. So it's not saying that. No, we're in this world, but not of this world. It's telling us that, yes, we're going to be around people who are, don't have their stuff together. And, yes, we're going to be around people who are wicked. But that we, obviously we have to be around them or we can't be salt and we can't be light. If we're going to be salt and light, we have to be around the people that need to be us, us to be the salt and the light. So what this scripture is saying is don't do what the wicked do. <coughs> Don't participate in things that you know are not of God. That's what it's trying to say. If they're going to gossip, you be the one that ends the chain. Okay? And listen, it's much easier than what you think. It's, 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 it's not as difficult as you think it is. In your mind, think of it as when people try to send you those little forwarding things on Facebook. <laughs> You just kill it right there, right? Don't send them to me because you'll hate it. Because I don't let them go past me. I'm just like, it's over. <laughs> if you're my friend, you'll send it. But oh, no, I won't. <laughs> and I still love you, but I'm not doing it. <clears throat> so it's like that, okay? Gossip is just like that. You hear it and you just squash it right there. I love you, but that's the end of that, okay? You know, if, if they're going to uh, mock God, you be the one to stand up for him. Don't laugh with them. Stand up. If, you're going, if they're going to defile their body, then you be the one that will say, my body's the temple of the Lord. I'm not doing that. It's not going to be a part of me. It's only my thing. If they want to spread lies, you be the one that shows the truth. So all these areas, what I'm saying is, is that don't be in step with the wicked. Okay, you know, now listen, if I, if I was to do, somebody come to me and said, I want you to do this step, right, okay, and I did that step, and then we both did, hey, that step, right, then now we're at, we've got some choreography going on, right, and I can't go much further than that, but let's say that I could, <laughs> amazing. Like it would be awesome because when you have a bunch of people together and they're doing the same step, that looks great, right? Or if you were in the army and they made you all you know, step together, that looks amazing too, right? It's awesome to see, but it's not the case when it comes to stepping with the wicked. No, no, no. You want to be that clown that cannot quite get it together, right? You do not want to be in step with this. You want to make sure that you stand out. And the way you do that is you're a step with the Lord. Um, so then it goes on and it says this. Blessed is the one who does not step in the way of the wicked or with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take. Now that verse, the one before it and the one after it, they have a progression that I'm going to point out, but I'm not going to do it until I get to the third one. So just keep that in mind. But this verse, it is not saying that you're blocking the sinner. Oh, no. It's saying that you're standing in the way 
that they are taking. You're out there in it. Okay? Before you were just step in step with them. Now you're in that path. Broad is the way to destruction. Narrow is the path to the eternity with the Lord. You see, it's chock full of ways that you can not be with God. There's tons and tons and tons of ways. There's all kinds of ways to sin. It's a huge, wide road. But it all leads to the same place. Over a cliff and you die. That's it. At the end, it's just a blind... And it's over. And you spend eternity without being in the presence of God. Okay? Whereas, with the, the other way, is it's very narrow. But you have to choose to be on it. And this is saying, hey, you're, listen, you're standing in the middle of all of this path of sinning going on. Now, I'm going to read the third one, and then I'm going to go back to number two, okay? It says, you, it is, now says that you are, I've lost my place. This never happened before. Oh, my. All right, we'll go back to the front, and I'll read it. Uh, blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way of the sinner's take or sit in the company of the mockers. That's what I was trying to get to. Do you see the progression now? First you were in step with the wicked and then you were standing there checking it out and thinking, hey, this ain't so bad. I like this. This is stuff. I mean, I don't think it could hurt me. It looks like everybody's having a good time. I mean, their life looks like it's all right. I love, look at that. Their Instagram life is amazing. Right? You look at that and you say, hey, that, that, that husband of theirs, he's got a six-pack, not just one in the fridge. And so, you know, and, and hey, look at how she looks so lovingly at her husband. And look at how their kids behave. And look at all the places they go. And how wonderful is that? Oh, come on. Can't hurt nothing. I mean, surely I could be a part of that. Right? That gets all of us sometimes, I think. And so you think to yourself, hey, that gossip, it's not a big deal. I can do that. Defile my body, hey, I'm just having fun. That's all right. You know, cheat my business partner, Psh, ain't nobody going to know. <laughs> all kinds of things that you could do, but you know better. So now you're standing in it. And then finally, the progression is from walking to standing to sitting. You have slowed your roll. And now you are sitting down. And now you're comfortable in your sin. Now you're good. Now you're like, oh, yes. You know. I mean, we're just talking about it so we can pray for it. <laughs> That's all. That's all we're doing. It's no big deal. It's all right. So you begin to justify a lot of things. And you begin to tell yourself that what I'm doing is nobody business but my own. And God's saying, no, no, I'm in control. Give me control. And it won't control you. You've been accustomed to the way of the wicked. You're completely comfortable acting and behaving just like them. And now with somebody else who has questions and is looking around for an answer, you're not salt, you're not light. 
you're just like the wicked. And they're like, wait, I'm supposed to see something different here. They got to see something different or they're not attracted. So here's a juxtaposition. The next part says, delight in the Lord's law. Find comfort and peace in the redemption and knowing that you do not have to lie and cheat and steal and gossip and defile your body to be a part of any group like that. You can be a part of a group called God's Kids. You can be a part of a group called Christians. You can be a part of a group called The Church. You can be a part of this great family at PCA. And you don't have to do any of those things that I just mentioned. The Lord has set these parameters to care for you, to bring happiness and joy and life to you. They're like guardrails that go around, around the edge of a cliff, like when you're running, you know, going down a highway and looking at the ocean. They put up those guardrails because they know dummies like me is going to be looking at the ocean going, oh, it's awesome. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> I, I would get distracted. And so they're like, well, there'll be people like Richard, so let's put up this guardrail. Put it up there and keep you from running off. God's done that. God has given you parameters and helped you and tries to take care of you. He wants the very, very best for you in your life. Then it says to meditate on it day and night. Does this mean that you're always just in the word? <laughs> right? You're just kicking it around to get to the table, open up the word. Yes, I won't be able to leave here because it says to meditate on this day and night. No, absolutely not. That's not what they're saying. And obviously we already knew the answer to that. That's not it. We're to be doers of the word. Not just hearers. So if we're going to do the word, we've got to be out there amongst and in it. We've got to be in this world and not of this world. So we've got to be with people. We can't use that as an excuse. But the first thing you have to do to be able to meditate on the word day and night is you have to get it in you. It's got to be a part of you first. That's why I'm encouraged about Heather with, uh, when she does her five minutes, first five minutes of the, of the day in the word. She's always been a strong person to study the word. But this uh, first five minutes is super cool. And I was encouraged when pastor said, hey, let's read a verse a day. Now, listen, you got to go past just a verse a day. But it's a good start. It's a good thing to have. Because you're getting the word inside of you. You have to have it inside of you before you can meditate on it. If you don't have it, you can meditate on things like worry. You can worry. You can meditate on that. You can meditate on your anxiety. Whew, how stressed out I am. You can meditate on that. You can, you'll meditate on anguish or how sorry you feel for yourself. Right? My life's not like everybody else's life. It's horrible. It's awful. Can't wait to get off this planet. Good grief. Oh. oh, please. You know, I mean, I think we're all going to look back. If they have a videotape of our life when we get to heaven, I kind of think they might. But if they do... I think we're all going to be like, oh, no, don't, let's fast forward past that part. <laughs> I don't like that. I was just a, such a dork right there. Let's not look at that. Right? So, so anyway, I think that uh, if you don't have the word, you're going to meditate on hurt and fear and the bad words that people have told you. It's all going to get conjured up. You're going to meditate on that instead of meditating on the words of the person or the, the God that created the universe. Think about it. I mean, I say the word universe and we all think, 
big expanse and all that stuff, right? But wait, do you really, like, really get it? Like, not only is it enormous and we don't know where the end of it is, but it's all in order. It all functions in and with, with, and with itself. Like, it all become, it's all because of a, it's all a big part of something. It all fits together. And God knows how. And then when you get just down to our planet alone, the one only one that we're on, there's all those things that are going on that God's in control of and understands and knows. Okay? Every time some little bitty tiny ant you could squish it with your foot picks up a piece of leaf and takes it down in a hole and makes some kind of mucus that they can later eat. Right? God knows all of that. He's got it all. He knows every star by name. What makes you think he forgot yours? He knows you. He knows you by name. He knows all the heads on your, hairs on your head. He knows all of you. <clears throat> Remember that. Remember he, that same person, that same God, he spoke words and gave it to us in a book. Man, you can meditate on that instead of all this other. You're so much further ahead. He will help you. He will help you. He will help you apply it to your situation. <coughs> now, you can't do, like I said earlier, and say, I have to meditate on the Word. I won't be able to mow the grass today. Right? <laughs> no, no, no. That's not going to fly at your house. It ain't going to fly at my house. <laughs> not happening. But instead, go mow the grass and let God apply it in your life as you're mowing that grass. So as you're mowing and you're thinking about some kind of situation, that's a great time to spend with the Lord, by the way, because you are it is nobody but you and the mower. Right? <laughs> so, anyway, but as you're mowing and you're thinking about some kind of situation that's going on, let God remind you that if I am for you, nobody is against you. And, and by the way, I am God, and people are but like grass to me. And then you just... So, there you go. Let God speak to you. So it's important to have the word in you. And it's important to use it. But it's also important to share it. You have to share the word. Listen... All the teachers that are about to start school, if they go in front of their classroom and stand there and say, these, um, these are the grades that I made in high school and in college. Check them out. And these are my diplomas. This is what I got. Bachelor's, doctorate. And I got some kind of special thing the state was supposed to pay me money for, but hasn't. I mean, anyway. <laughs> so, but here it all is. Okay. <laughs> Not a lot of teaching going on, right? Week two, week three, week four. Okay, this is my grades. This is, and so then how you got kids up there going, is that the letter A? I've never seen an A before. Right? Okay, so, but listen, there's no teaching happening. They're just showing what they have. If we're just going to walk around with the word inside of us and never share it, then come on. We have to be able to make disciples. That's what Christ said before he left to go into heaven. Make disciples. 
To do that, you have to teach people. To teach people, you have to share. You have to share God's Word. Now, here's the cool part about God's Word. When you meditate on it day and night, when you share it, when you're a part of it in your life, this, this what I'm about to read right here, is awesome. Listen to this. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Man, that is a strong picture. That is awesome. That is my prayer. That is my future dream picture for my life. Am I there yet? No, absolutely not. Am I poised for this to happen right now? No. Because God's still working on me. He's still helping me. He's still moving in my life. But that right there, when I pass and go on to heaven, that right there is what I want. to be. That, that's, that's the image that I want to have. Why? Because. You see, the difference is, is that there's a big difference in being potted and being planted. Okay? I went out to Keithley's the other day to look and see if they had some flowers left, right? Most people, Walmart, Lowe's, different places like that, they don't have any flowers left. They just have plants and succulents and cactus, <laughs> things like that. But they don't have any, like, stuff that's flowering, really. So I go out there, and they had a few things. But they also had, listen, they had all kinds of trees. Any kind of tree you want in your yard, I think they have it. This is not a plug for them, but I think they got it. But anyway... They got all these trees, and if I take one of those trees home and I put it in a pot, it'll only get just so big. It'll never do much other than just a little ways up. But if I plant one of those things, there's no telling how big and awesome it can be. If it has water and it can get its roots into some water and nutrients, man, those roots will go down, and they will secure that tree, and those limbs will go out. And it will have a huge canopy, and those limbs will provide shelter for animals, and it'll provide shade from the scorching hot, and it'll provide shelter from, for people or for animals in the storm. And I mean, it'll produce fruit. And it will do all those amazing things just by being planted. Well, that scripture it paints this picture of this tree just magnificently doing what it's supposed to do. Doing exactly what God called it to do. You see, it's a tree. God made it a tree and it's a tree. What I mean by that is this. It finds its identity in God. What God made it and what it is and what God made it to do is what it does. That's what we should do. We should find our identity in God, yes. in Him. Yes. We should find our identity as a child of God. See, the devil does not love that. He does not want you to find your identity as a child of God. He does not want you to find your identity in Christ. <coughs> why? Well, I'll tell you why. From the very beginning, he wanted to be something other than what he was. God made him in charge of all the music, but he wanted to be like God. He wanted to be God. That was his problem from the beginning. Then he wanted Adam and Eve. He tried to tell them, hey, you can be just like God and know everything. Okay? And then he goes on and he tempts Christ. And he says, hey, 
Why don't you save yourself? And Christ stays focused and instead saves us. The devil's trying to trick him into saving himself and setting himself up. And, and, and Christ is saying, no, no, no. No, 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 buddy. I'm staying focused. I'm on task. And so he redeems and he saves us instead. So what I'm asking you today to do is this. Identify yourself in what God has called you to do. Identify yourself as a child of God. Identify your identity in him. Show your ID. Your ID should be, I'm a child of God. You see the identification badges? I told you earlier that comes from the person that issued it to you. It's who gives you that identity. God has issued who you are in him. They sang that song, second song, in praise and worship. And I was like, yes, that is awesome. I am who you say I am. I am who you say I am. I'm a child of God. I'm a king's kid. I'm redeemed by the blood of the lamb. I'm saved through Christ. I am set free from my chains. I am alive in Christ. I am dead to sin. I am no longer a slave. I am a worshiper of God. I am a declarer of God's word. I am a speaker of peace. I am a lover of people. I am a hater of sin and its destruction. I am a harbor for the lonely. I am a help for the needy. I am a speaker of truth. I am a beloved of God. I am who he sings over every morning. I am who he proclaims as mine. I am recorded in the Lamb's book of life. I am the recipient of new mercies every morning. I am upheld by his strong white arm. I am sheltered in his wing. I am a set up at a banquet prepared just for me. I am, a, I am the Lord's sheep. I am one who lacks nothing. I am bought with a price. I am transformed through the renewing of my mind. I'm a giver, not a taker. I'm delivered. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm on an eternal journey. I'm an ambassador for Christ. I am a co-heir with Christ. And I am God's friend. That's who you are. That's who you are. And all of that just scratches the surface. I am who you say I am. The tree understands its role and fulfills it with maximal potential because of God. And you're right. I could have sat down a while ago after John just said, I'm all in. Right? That's right. He's absolutely correct. we got to be all in. Identify yourself through Christ. <clears throat> then it goes on to say this. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Have you seen this? If you grew up in Oklahoma, you know we grow wheat. We grow grain products, right? And Lord knows we have wind. <laughs> Plenty of wind. Every day. It's too bad I can't open up a wind factory. <laughs> there you go. There's your wind, sir. That would be $14.95. Thank you very much. <laughs> Can you imagine selling people air? That would be awesome, right? So anyway. But, uh, <laughs> but the wind easily catches the chaff and it blows it away. When you bring up a shovel full, right, that stuff just off like that. And you learn not to be downwind from that. <laughs> when I worked at a feed store uh, one time, they wanted us to shovel out the bottom of a silo, okay? And it, the door was situated in such a way that it would go in and make a little, uh, like, little tornado thing in there every once in a while. And so 
the guy that was shoveling with me, he figured out where to be. But me, I was on the opposite side. So every time he did this, he on top of me. <laughs> He's like, boy, you sure get dirty when you work with me. <laughs> Imagine that, <laughs> Charlie. <laughs> All right. That's his name. I remember to this day, Mr. Charlie. <laughs> but, um, you know, the wicked are like this. There is no substance to them. They are easily tossed. In that state, it's impossible for them to create any kind of lasting promise for the next generation. You get that? Remember the tree? The tree is going to be there to bear fruit and grab shelter and provide shade and all that stuff. But listen, when it's cut down, it is now building supply for the next generation. It's there for the people that come after it. So, or as, as a metaphorical way as far as your life goes. But the wicked, there's no way for that to happen. Only destruction and more tossing is in store. And I know you've met some of these people in your life. Everything goes wrong in their life, and it's somebody else's fault. Right. <laughs> and when blessing does come along, they or someone in their circle quickly devour it. Right. And it becomes more of a burden than a blessing. This way of life is so, so tiring. It's exhausting. It breeds no peace. It shelters no one. It gives false hope. It grows apathy. It gets by on just, uh, okay. That's all right. It's okay. It has no standard of excellence. It finds fault with everything except what needs to be fixed. So, that'll preach. If you're looking all over your house for why there's a big water spot, in your living room, but you won't go fix the leak, you always going to have a water spot in your living room. <clears throat> so much blessing and peace await, though. But control has to be given to God and His ways followed rather than the desires of the flesh. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in judgment nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous, for the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. You see, God's watching all of us all day, every day. If you have an issue with people videotaping you at work or different places like that, too bad because I'm telling you, you already being watched all day, every day. And in places that those other cameras can't go. All day, every day. <clears throat> he loves you so much, though, that he made you a free will agent. He says, I love you more than just here, I'm going to make you and then make you do what I say and make you do what I want. I'm not going to make you a robot. I'm going to make you a free will agent. You get to pick. You get to decide. And that's love because you know some of them are not going to get it right. Right? But that's what he did. You get to pick. You have the power to decide your future. You, you can listen to the lie that's surrounding you saying that your upbringing or your circumstances or anything like that will not allow you to have a blessed future. You can listen to that. Or you can say, no, 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 my identity is in Christ. And remember all that stuff I read off a while ago? Hey, that's me. That's me. You get lost, devil. My king of kings is going to take care of this. It's the wee hour of the night, and I can barely stand, and I can barely hang on there, and my anxiety is driving me crazy. But I'm going to close my eyes, and I'm going to know that God is going to be there in the morning with new mercies and a new day. And boom, I'm going to go kill it. 
So get lost. In Jesus' name, get lost. You see, when you step into the eternity, you are asked to show your ID. Right before you go into heaven, you have to show your ID. Show who you are. And there's only one ID that works. You can't identify as male or female, as a Sooner or a Cowboy, as an Okie or a Texan. You can't say I'm an artist or a, or a pipe fitter or a germaphobe or a neat freak or a geologist or a theologian. None of it works. None of it will grant you entry into heaven. Only identifying as a follower of Christ, as a son or daughter of God, as a believer in Jesus, as one of the redeemed. As lost but now found. As blind but now seen. As who Christ says you are. His. Period. I'm with you. That's your identification. Hey, remember, I used to be horrible. I used to be do this stuff, but hey, I'm, I'm with you. I'm yours. You bought me. You first you made me, and then you bought me with a price. And, and I said yes. And I believe in you and I'm with you. There's your entry. There's your identification. That is how you should identify yourself. Message. Join us anytime at PCAChurch.com and every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.